some of you aren't going to like this episode. We're going to take on cold calling. The myths of selling to the government. If you're using traditional sales techniques to sell to the government, you're doing it wrong. Rick Wimberly and Lauren Bristow have been selling and marketing to the government for years. Quite successfully, thank you. They're authors of Seven Myths of Selling to Government, available on Amazon. The podcast is brought to you by Government Selling Solutions, a consultancy helping companies sell to the government. Now, here's Rick. Hi, and warning. Some of you sales managers are not going to like this episode. We're going to try to talk people out of cold calling. You might want to skip this one, unless you want to learn more about what the enemy is doing. Myth number two of our seven myths of selling to government, cold calling is king. Fact number two, content is king. As sales managers ourselves, we understand the conflict surrounding cold calling. There are, after all, some redeeming benefits. For less experienced salespeople, it offers the opportunity to overcome fear and anxiety while developing and polishing a concise pitch. It's a good way to weed out ill-suited candidates. It gives neophytes who know squat about a product something to do other than manage fantasy football. It certainly allows new salespeople the experience of persevering through rejection. And as a rite of passage, it builds character while bonding team members together through adversity. Cold calling is not, however, the most efficient and effective way for mature salespeople to drive business over the long haul, particularly in the government space. So if cold calling is out, what's in? Ever want to be a rock star? As a musician for most of his life, and a good one, I might add, Lauren will admit the thought has certainly crossed his mind. He still talks about his high school talent show like it was yesterday. Mullet haircut, sleeveless muscle shirt, minus the muscles, parachute pants, cheesy guitar crackling through a yard sale amplifier, strutting and screeching the lyrics to ZZ Top's sharp-dressed man, completely inaudible above the booming drums. He claims the crowd loved it. No doubt he did. He just knew he was going to make it big. Later in life, Lauren was a muckety-muck at the largest music licensing organization in the world. We are based outside Nashville, remember? It was there where he learned about the actual making of a rock star. He came to realize the glamour, hype, media attention, and buzz were not showered on artists simply as a reward, but instead were elements of a deliberate approach aimed at convincing the public the artist was deserving of star treatment. It was not solely the effect of stardom. It was part of the cause. Record labels are masters at building momentum. But record labels won't even talk to an artist until she's done a lot of work already building her brand. The same principle applies to you. You're responsible not for just selling your company's stuff, you're also responsible for selling you, your experience, your expertise, your time. When you realize you are CEO of your own brand, you begin thinking differently. You start creating ways for prospects to be attracted to you rather than chasing them around like a lovesick teenager. You become a sales rock star, riding a wave of momentum. Though it's not likely you'll be a global sensation overnight, 
creating substantial personal momentum is achievable. There are four steps. One, define your unique personal brand traits, or PBTs. Two, pair your personal brand traits with content. Three, cultivate a network of influencers and communicators. And four, commit time to spreading the word. Basically, the same things musicians do if they want to be rock stars. Let's break them down. The first step, figure out what about you is valuable. We're not talking about what makes you employable. We mean what's valuable and unique about you in relation to what you're selling. Are you a technical genius? Do you have presentation skills that make people swoon? Do you have many years of experience in your industry? Do you write well? Any of these things can be used as a foundation for building your personal sales brand, your personal brand traits. Personal brand traits are unique abilities, personality characteristics, or qualifications that make you stand out. In the same way, a well-defined unique selling proposition helps sell products more effectively, so do clearly articulated qualities build a personal brand. They help you sell yourself. What do you do once you've figured out your personal brand traits? Stay tuned, and we'll talk about it after a quick break. Shh, there are some secrets we'd like to share. As it turns out, some of what you might think about selling to government is simply not true. Understand the real story, and you can be quite successful at it. Government selling solutions can help. We help build government sales momentum, increased revenues, and shorten sales cycles. Yes, that can be done. We've done it all quite successfully, thank you. Let Government Selling Solutions help you. GovSelling.com. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold. We're back. We were talking about personal brand traits and what to do with them. Once you've identified the compelling properties of your personal brand, it's time to figure out how to leverage them. You start with content. Yes, content. Content is really what's king, not cold calling. To us, content means information that is valued and consumed by your target audience. For example, if you write well, find ways to use this to build personal notoriety and credibility. You might consider creating your own blog, developing a white paper, or offering your subject matter expertise to various publications. This is especially helpful in government sales. After all, Somewhere along the process, someone's going to have to write a report, a justification, a sole source document, and or a bid request. Best that these words of wisdom are plagiarized from you. So how do you go about creating content if you're not quite Ernest Hemingway? The first place you might explore is your marketing department. Despite the fact they live on a separate planet from you, and more about this on a later episode, the marketing folks generally have a sincere interest in helping you be successful. Approach them in a respectful, collaborative manner. Offer to help create the message outline for whatever content you're creating. Propose to help connect them with other industry experts, customers, for example, who might contribute quotes or other meaningful input. Then let them do their magic. Turn your concept into a well-written, properly formatted document or whatever your medium is. While you're building your repertoire, or set list, of content, 
You'll want to spend time cultivating a network of people who can help spread your message. It used to be, if one wanted to network with others for business purposes, he or she would attend a trade show, a hosted reception, or some type of event. Loaded down with business cards and drink tickets, a glad-handed, back-slapping salesperson would work the room, trolling for possible leads and prospects. Network strategies have, of course, changed. While slow in adopting some things, influential government workers generally network well and hang out in the newer networking spots. Over the last couple of years, more has been written about online networks than you can shake a stick at. Authors scream about Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, the necessity of blogging, and other things. Many salespeople know they need to dig into this, but the payoff is not immediately evident, and they're too busy making those ever-so-productive cold calls. <laughs> so, they procrastinate. Certainly, trying to leverage every online networking tool cropping up these days is unrealistic. However, Wrapping the efforts around content with a strong online content and networking strategy can pay big dividends. Back in the day, one of our contracts was developing the outreach plan for the National Alerting System. Yep, the one that wakes you up in the middle of the night. We were given the work by FEMA in part because of our credibility in the alerting space. We had become rock stars in the emergency alerting business. How that happened? I guess we had done good work in the space, but the tipping point came at some point after we started blogging for an award-winning public safety magazine. Every week, we created relevant and insightful content. We received no compensation, but we exposed our capabilities to thousands of targeted readers. You can bet this caused our phone to ring. It still does, and we haven't written for them in years. Implementing this approach takes time. It's critical that you carve out time each week to devote to these networking and content-creating activities. You may not be able to quit your cold-calling cold turkey. However, if you can focus on personal branding and content strategy, two things will begin to happen. First, prospects will actually reach out to you. Is this reverse cold-calling? You may not be immediately deluged by adoring prospects waving signed contracts in your face, but over time, prospect-initiated outreaches will happen with surprising regularity. This is a beautiful thing. Now make sure your content is actually worthwhile. Give them something, make that lots of somethings, they can really use. And better yet, if it reflects the fact that you understand their pain and have an idea for relief. Make the content so strong they'll want to pass it along to their bosses. Think about how selective you are about forwarding things to your boss. Oh, you're not? Hmm. Maybe you should be listening to a different podcast. Warning. What we're proposing here is actual work. Like most things related to government selling, there's no quick-fix gimmick. You may have balked at some of these ideas, maybe even said, that's the marketing department's job. Go ahead, hide behind the excuses. It's your income and your future. We believe you're better than that. We believe you're not afraid to roll up your sleeves and get dirty. But don't try to eat the entire elephant at once. Start today 
by defining your personal brand traits. Then take steps daily to create content, develop your network, and get the word out. You can do this. Is that the crowd chanting your name I hear? Well, get out there and embrace your adoring fans. Today's episode has been brought to you by Government Selling Solutions. Government Selling Solutions. Getting government sold.